from the city of brotherly love, Philadelphia to around the globe. You're listening to Shark Bite Biz, your exclusive place for business strategy, sales, marketing, and tech in the roaring 20s. And now, here's your host, David Strausser. Welcome to video this episode of Shark Bite Biz. I'm your rock star wannabe host, David Strausser, and this is your place to learn how to grow a business during complete chaos. We got a special, special episode for y'all today. A good friend of mine. Yes, for those of you out there wondering, I do actually have friends. And I tell you what, she is amazing. She's going to give us a lowdown on the cloud and, you know, this digital transformation stuff and all this stuff that's kind of been forced upon us because of the pandemic. First, though, remember, if you're watching us on YouTube, Hit that little join button. I think it's red. It says join, big letters. Hit that. $3 a month. You can sponsor the show, okay? You become a baby shark, and it's really cool. You get all these exclusive perks and, you know, fun stuff like that. But if giving money through big tech isn't your thing, don't worry. Got your back to go to deadhousecoffee.com. Use the code SHARK. You will get 20% off your fresh coffee order and all proceeds directly help us making this the biggest and the best podcast around. Now let's get back to today's incredible guest. We're going to hear the story of a really strong leader, a woman who really rose to ranks to become what I would say is a, one of the top vice presidents at one of the world's leading tech companies. And she's in charge of one of their flagship products. So it, it's a pretty big role that she has, an amazing career journey. And, you know, we're going to chat about the pandemic and the evolution of technology. We're going to chat about the pandemic and the evolution of technology and the actual business application. Look, our lives changed almost overnight. We have a great story that actually will kind of back that up and show how drastic it is. So many people out there were doing things the way they were just because they were stubborn. They're like, this is how it has to be. This is how it's always been done. This is how we're going to do it. And they barricaded them off of accepting and adopting all this awesome and cool technology that's actually able to make their lives easier. And then all of a sudden, you get these work from home aspect of it where you're getting these stay at home orders. And it's like, what do you do? We're set up so that people can only access information right from their cubicle. Bing, bing, boom. You know, they're in a situation where they have to go cloud like immediately. So we're going to hear some really, really cool stories about that. And we're also going to talk about, you know, working in a fast growing tech environment and about her love of just learning about brand new bleeding edge technology. So who is today's guest? Oh, so glad you asked. The wonderful and amazing Nancy Sperry. Nancy Sperry has spent her career in the technology industry working for fast-growing B2B companies. Nancy has honed her skills leading sales, marketing, and delivery teams delivering business applications. 
She has spent the last eight years at Sage in Tech working on their award-winning channel leadership team. In her current role, which is the vice president of channel sales for the Eastern region for Sage Intact, that is the longest title ever. <laughs> she works closely with partners to develop strategies to build and grow their businesses. So, hey, I'm going to shut up now. Let's bring Nancy on in here. Business strategy. Nancy, welcome yep. to Shark Bite Biz. You, my friend, you just became Shark Bait. <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate that. <laughs> oh, no problem. So excited, I could tell. <laughs> so we have a tradition on this show. Very first question we ask everybody. It doesn't matter if you're a rock star or if you're a small business owner, expert, whatever you are, everybody gets asked this question. What's your experience? What's your background? Basically, tell us what makes Nancy Nancy. You know, it's a great question. And I think about it. Uh, first of all, I always start with the personal stuff is I came from a big Irish Catholic family just, um, okay. just outside of Boston. I'm one of seven kids. And I feel wow. like that is a lot to do with kind of who I am. My five brothers. It makes me a lot of who I am. Professionally. Are they older? Though, younger? Right? Are you in the middle? So I'm number six. Okay. <laughs> so I took a lot. Um, growing up, I was left <laughs> to my own devices or managed by a lot of bosses. That would be the best way to describe it. <laughs> That's yeah. always fun. You know what? It is? To look back and think about those times really fondly. And now I'm an adult, and all the lessons that I learned then, you know, all came from, you know, all, all shaped who I am today. So it's a, it's a big part of what I perceive myself to be. Yeah, my grandfather. Cause it's not every day anymore. You hear people, you know, that are like, Oh, I got seven brothers, sisters or whatever. <laughs> and whenever I hear that for whatever reason, it reminds me of my grandfather just because he was one of 13. Yeah. And you know, it's really expensive even back at his age to grow a family of that size. And every morning they, he, so it was a race to be the first person to go up to grab the shoe, to grab the belt. Because if not, he's like, there was plenty of days where he had to wear his sister's shoes to school. It, it was rough. It, so my mother's one of 16, which again contributed 16. to the. Yes. Wow. But I feel like it's why I eat quickly because if you didn't, yeah. if you, there was no opportunity for seconds if you weren't like right in there so it kind of shapes you in ways that you know as an adult you start to look back and be like oh that's where that came from um but I also really in, like enjoy people right like that's a big part of it like I do better in in crowds I like the kind of the challenges and and I also um think it is, has a lot to do with kind of my fighting spirit <laughs> yeah yeah definitely definitely so professionally you're yep. working with Sage, one yeah. of the world's largest tech companies, most recognizable, I'd say. Let's talk about that journey, your professional journey, a little bit about how you got to where you're at. Yeah, so I started, I've been in technology my whole career, really looking at selling B2, you know, business to business solutions. I evolved through different set of roles within companies, um, working you know, in customer support, 
implementing, I feel like it gives me unique perspective on the way that a customer thinks about their business and the way that they execute kind of some mm -hmm. of the tasks that they do. So I grew up um, kind of through a set of roles, but have spent my entire career working in technology companies, um, first with Dell Tech and now with, uh, and then with Sage in, with Intact, and then as Sage acquired them as part of the Sage team for four years now. So I've had a really fun journey in terms of longevity, but really in the way that I think technology empowers businesses. It's been a really fun evolution to kind of see how our organization has evolved as well as how it's evolved the way that we help our customers. It's been super fun. So do you think that fighting spirit of growing up definitely helped you get <laughs> up to the executive level at a place like Sage? Uh, yeah, so I, I think I, I said this before, but it's like I come from a family of chiefs. I remember being, mm. my brother was like, okay, we have seven chiefs here. So let's like try and make some decisions. I have, my sister has her doctorate. My brother's a president. My other brother's a COO. Wow. So there's a bit of a competitive thing there. Um, but but it I think it's a, a matter also of um, my parents, right? There is an expectation of success. I wouldn't say it's it wasn't I don't feel like it was pressure, but just a, the, an expectation that you can do anything. And so it it does. Um, it is kind of what the gas in my engine of, you know, there's no challenge that you can't overcome um, and and. I think there's also kind of this ethical thing about trying to do the right thing and, and move things forwards. I think that's right. one of the, the joys of what I do. I've been able to, you know, working at Sage Intact, I stand in front of a product that's an amazing product. And that's, um, that's a, that's a real pleasure, right? Like yeah. it'd be a, a lot harder if, if that wasn't the case, but just <laughs> being able to understand that is really fun. Okay. Okay. That's great. Yeah. That's great. So you're saying it would be a lot harder if you worked for somebody like NetSuite. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I, think the, I think your personality doesn't fit mine as much, right? I really right. enjoy working with the customers and, you know, but I also want to make sure we're doing the right things. And, and, you know, my, my personality fits with Sage Intact. I, I love yeah. this team. I love this culture. I love my partners that I work with. Like I have fun every day. Yeah. It's kind of, kind of crazy because you know, I think I've told you a little bit, but I've had an, I guess you would call a non-standard path of life. And it, it's always been like, I, I was trying to fight to fit in. And that's where it's just like, screw it. I'm just kind of going off on my own, doing my own thing and yeah. did my consulting agency. But it wasn't really till like Vision 33. So I felt like that camaraderie to where it's like, wow, okay. These are people that think the way I do for the most part. You know, and it's just like you're uh, uh, one of the missing pieces in that puzzle for success. And I think when you get everything that lines up like that, it just clicks. It, it's a good feeling. It, it's a great feeling. Like my team challenges me every day. We don't get, a, you know, it's not like we agree on every point. Right. Um, and, and we have some heated discussions about what is the right thing and, and how do we, you know, progress an initiative. But I I trust that even when I'm not, you know, the one that, even when they're not going, things are not going my way. I trust my team so much to yeah. be making really good decisions, even if they're not the ones that I would have made. So it's, yeah. they challenge me in ways that are, that are, that are, you know, that make me grow, I guess, but not always make me happy. 
but I totally trust that it, that the outcome is going to be a great outcome because of the people I work with. Well, I guess it's a good thing you're having those heated uh, conversations digitally, virtually, right? Yeah, because <laughs> sometimes in person, <laughs> yeah, and then we yeah. all get together at the end of the day and and you know and have dinner and it's great. You know that I really miss about these times, right? Yeah. Is that those you know you don't get to get those moments of respite with your team in the same ways we've adapted and we, you know, I'm really just looking forward to not maybe going to a big conference, but going to sit down and have dinner with the people that, um, you know, that make, make my days worth it. Yeah. Yeah. That is something that we're missing. And I think team building things like that, it is a little bit tougher right now during these COVID times than what it's traditionally been. I mean, you're a VP. How have you tried to bridge that gap with your team? Yeah, I think there's, you know, it's an every it's an everyday challenge. One is I, I'm I'm a huge fan of picking up the phone of yeah. or, or or getting on Teams versus trying to address everything in email and then trying to find the team and the the time at the front end of like a team meeting to let everybody chat a little bit, right? Because they're yeah. missing that interpersonal connection with each other. Um, the water cooler conversations. Yeah, it's like you know, you gotta you gotta almost like put your agenda aside. Like if 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 you jump on a call and they've started chatting, you just gotta let it go because it's important to to them and to their growth, right? right? I think the other thing that um you know I'm not traditionally good at um at kind of the. I'm a realist, right? Like, let's just get yeah. in. You, you've had conversations with me. Like, I want to get to the solution. Let's keep going. I'm very much jump yeah. in and, and go ahead. So I've had to re- adapt myself a little bit to enable those types of conversations. But I did this other thing um, for planning this quarter. And I asked my team, this would have not been something I would have done. And now I'm like, why, why did I never do this? I asked them what their mm-hmm. superpower was. Yeah. And for this exercise, we're going to we're going to keep doing that. So their superpower to me was in this time was like, what do they really look at what their strength is right now? And how mm-hmm. and, and things like that can one, it's a little bit more fun. I made them do a slide. So I I really like sitting back and kind of letting them describe themselves in that way. And right. then we can change and focus and say, OK, what's your superpower, you know, this quarter or this month or for the next six months and and use it as a way to one lighten things up a lot and to to also have them kind of think about themselves and, and describe themselves and share in a way that you know just i i probably maybe would have done in a meeting differently but now mm-hmm. I, in in this virtual world i'm trying to use it as a way to kind of connect and bond and adapt and being more open to things that you know i would have maybe not have led with before Right, right, right. Well, I'll tell you right now, because I know you're wondering, so is all the millions and millions of viewers out there. My superpower is death by PowerPoint. Okay, I would have gave you 40 slides of all of my superpowers. (laughs) Just a heads up. So So I told them my superpower was uh, like decisiveness, right? Because that's my... (laughs) That's what I and, and what I have to do now is define my superpowers on what I'm going to work on, right? So next time right. it's going to be like this time I'm going to be a super listener, or I haven't really figured out what my next my next task is, but it's going to be something super beneficial to my team. <laughs> Maybe a podcast host. Oh, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> or podcast host. Yeah, yeah. So 
as we kind of dabbled in a little bit, I mean, we are, you've heard of this, right? It, it's called COVID. It's this pandemic. It just yeah. won't stop. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's an interesting time though for innovation. I think that yeah. a lot of software has evolved quicker than it may have if COVID didn't hit because the needs of businesses being remote you know, uh, literally went overnight. Yeah. So w let's talk about one of your main areas of expertise, which is going to be the evolution of technology and business application for COVID. Yeah, and, and like I said, I've been in technology and business-to-business -business financial applications my whole mm -hmm. career. So it was kind of interesting in coming to Sage Intact, this kind of concept of true cloud. Like mm -hmm. I thought I knew what it was. I thought I knew what the cloud was. I guess it's about nine years ago now. <laughs> and then you get here and you begin to really understand what the power of the cloud is. Um, and, and, it, and it there's so much to it. I, you know, my, my tagline in, in being here has been what the cloud has done is, is it's taken, you know, Fortune 50 infrastructure and made it accessible to every small business. And, I'll, you know, we can chat a little bit more about that. But that's really just it's it's super powered do you like my superpowered? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. It is really superpowered infrastructure, right? Like that means hardware that, you know, was only available to super large companies and made it available to small businesses. Mm -hmm. But with COVID, it kind of layered onto that is, is accessibility was the front end of it, right? Just having it be available. What changed now with COVID is that organizations that, you know, were used to their on-premise software, mm -hmm or their server room, there's like this really famous picture of the server room with wires everywhere. Yeah. That was kind of what a lot of firms were depending on, um, you know, it throughout history, but I think really COVID took that control out of our hands, right? I, I talked to a, a customer probably about three months into COVID and he worked for an organization that said, that they had a strict no work from home. So none of their services or, or or any of their data was ever allowed to be accessed from outside of the office. It was a strictly office only policy. And his comment was that in two days, he pivoted to a completely remote work environment. And our, you know, Sage Intact was a big part of that. So what happens is the technology, and you know, has the true cloud technology has been there and accessible now to everybody. COVID accelerated the need to be able to work remotely and, mm -hmm. and every organization has felt that, right? And everybody now has adapted and is, yeah. is on the party bus, right? Of like, we don't need to be in the office all the time. There's value to being in the office, mm -hmm. but the boundary isn't technology anymore, right? Whether yeah. it's, you know, tech like, you know, like Zoom or whatever, and Sage Intact is a big part of that. We deliver that technology. We saw great business problems. Uh, for, you know, we do accounting and, and financials for organizations and we do it through the cloud. And there's a lot that that cloud presents as opportunities that COVID kind of forced people to adopt, but also embrace, right? Because oh, yeah. they're now, they're, they're safer at home, right? And so right. having a solution that supports that is a, is great for organization. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so a couple of things I just wanted to jot sure. down because uh, you are a gold mine. First thing is, and I've written this on Forbes.com. I had this, I said it many times. I wrote a blog post on Medium. But it is so true what you're saying. 
about the enterprise level tech. And I think there's a huge misconception for the small to medium sized business. I mean, when I say small business, I'm talking mom and pop shop. Yeah. I mean, you can get enterprise level tech that is scaled down to a level that's accessible, both in terms of technology and price point for the smallest of business. Maybe you don't have all the bells and whistles and the complexities, but chances are you probably don't need it either. Exactly. But I think that part of it is, is that, in the you know, in the, I'll call it the olden days, you, yeah. you needed to kind of be a, a bit of an expert on, you know, yes, I, I want to do accounting, but in order to do accounting, I need to, you know, install this. And if there's mm -hmm. any issue there that becomes around kind of the hardware or, or the operating system, you, you just needed to, to be an expert in multiple things. Oh, yeah. I think the cloud empowers you to just be an expert in what you're good at. So if you are that sole proprietor and you are managing a bakery, like you get to mm -hmm. be a great baker. You don't have to be, you know, you're going to run your business because that's part of your entrepreneurial spirit. But the, the technology part of it, taking a lot of that out of the mix is just extremely valuable because it lets you focus on. Um, on managing and running your business, how do I do more? But it doesn't, it means that, you know, you don't need to know about the backups. You need to think that those are there. Um, mm -hmm. And as you scale up the businesses into, you know, a more complex business environment, I remember being like, what's your disaster recovery plan? Can you tell me about security? Having all of those things be addressed by the, the publisher of the software mm -hmm. and accessible to you, the information's accessible to you, takes all that burden out of the team, out of your, out of yourself and lets you focus on your skills. So in a larger business, you know, understanding what the financials are telling me so I can make good business decisions and communicating that to my board and communicating that to the business leaders. It's just, mm -hmm. a, it's an evolution. We get to, you know, be what we're good at. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. So another thing that I wanted to really dig a little bit into is I think the one really good thing that we learned during this pandemic is that a lot of people have antiquated thinking in you know business practices. And I think COVID exposed a lot of the things that we do, like the business you were saying, where they're like, oh, we had a strict office policy that it's strictly on prem. You know, COVID hit two days later, they were running in the cloud, he said. So it kind of meant that they were going through all those extra hoops for so many years and complicating their own technology really for no reason, because they're probably running just as secure in the cloud now than right. they were before on-prem. That's pretty accurate? Well, I'd say that more secure, we have a whole team that is all about security, has gone, yeah. you know, does things like SOC audits, you know, um, we... I get I ask the information by security officers and all I have to do is go to my security team and they're going to provide the full audit detail by, you know, to ensure that we're compliant. Um, that heavy lifting was always going to be on, you know, your either your IT team or you are outsourcing mm -hmm. it. It's now a service that gets delivered as part of the solution. It's kind of right. a wild concept. This is the whole evolution of technology, right? That service is part of what we offer. We have people that are experts in it. So not just somebody that's their part-time job of their part, you know, of their full-time job that has more responsibilities. It scales that back too. So they can focus on, you know, the areas of the business that are, 
you know, if that's IT, the areas of the business that you need more help in, right? It, it right. makes it's it's always seemed to me like it was an extraordinary burden on IT. Um, and now we get to say IT gets to do their job. This part of this part of it is the publisher's responsibility. Mm -hmm. So it's it's great. Oh yeah. It's fun no. part. I love this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's exactly why I work where I do and I love the concept of the cloud. I love the idea that it is this crazy, amazing technology. And it's mm -hmm. delivered in a way that maybe eight years ago, people were like, what is that? You know, five years ago, they were like, oh, there it is. And, and it's this now wave, which COVID has absolutely accelerated. Right. It, it's the wave that we live by. And it has really pushed innovation. I mean, look at Microsoft Teams, okay? Before yep. COVID, a lot of businesses were still using Skype for business, uh, yep. even, which was, oh, my God, that was horrible. but. Teams, I think Microsoft did it right. It wasn't perfect when it first launched, but look at all the development that it got into the product that it's today and all the love and care it's getting. Zoom, same way. You know, there's hiccups on the road because you go from doing, you know, a couple thousand <laughs> meetings a day to probably hundreds of thousands to millions overnight. You know, you're going to have some hiccups. Yep. Um, but one of the biggest things that I think has been exposed with that antiquated thinking because of COVID. And I think technology has influenced this as well, is I believe that the nine to five workday is an antiquated mindset for most people, most positions. I, I mean, I, I kind of, even with my team right now, I mean, we always work from home and I tell them like, hey, I don't care, we're task oriented, you know, do it eight hours. If you got to disappear for two, three hours a day yeah. because your kids are hybrid school or whatever, I don't care. I mean, you do between nine and five, which you've got to do between nine and five. But the beauty of the cloud tech and the technology that we have at our fingertips is, you know, if I got to do something at seven o'clock, it's not going to be a hassle. Everything's instantly there for me as if it was working. Yeah. And you just got to keep the balance because again, yeah. you don't want to, you know what, I, because, and I agree, right. Um, you know, we talked about zoom, my kids are still zoom learning part-time. Yeah. So it, it's, you know, business, it's life. It's become a part of life and in teams the same way. And when you think about it, it, it does mean that you can step out of the work day and come back when you have time or downtime. Mm -hmm. Like if you have kids, like I always want to be around if my, kids are teenagers. So I will say, I always want to be around if they're around. So I want to take yeah. those opportunities. Um, if they're not, you know, in their rooms doing other things and, and take time to engage with them. So, you know, you want to balance it out. The flexibility does give you the ability to, you know, step into your life and really focus there and come back to it when you have downtime. And sometimes for me, that's, you know, at, you know, eight and I'm multitasking or doing some work, sending some emails. I think, you know, I sent you one last night, but yeah. Um, like, and, that, and that's okay with me because I do get the trade off of being able to, you know, be there in the morning, be there in the afternoon when they're, you know, engaged and then step back into it. And if, and when I need to. Yeah. I mean, especially for me, now this was pre COVID. I mean, doesn't, I was in a sales role for vision for my first three years with them out in Los Angeles. And, you know, I've been, Awesome. But I also had the sales never sleep attitude. So I'd be closing deals, you know, 9 p.m. at night. I'd be yep. closing deals weekend. I closed a deal once. Uh, I had an extended stay in Bogota. It was like a layover that was 24 <laughs> hours. 
Okay. And we did a demo and I was able to negotiate the deal. I didn't get the check that I got back home, but the deal was dead signed, delivered, you know, from the airport in a layover. And I've always had that attitude, you know, if I'm yeah. willing to work 24 seven, sales never sleeps, close a deal. Uh, I want that work life balance. I don't want to get up and oh, I got to go to a breakfast networking meeting and then you want me in the office for nine to five, but then I've got to be available all evening and go to this dinner and networking event too. That's just overkill, you know? And I think for me, it's a little bit more about my team than it is for me. I probably yeah. have more challenged uh, shutting down and, and not doing, um, but I need to be cognizant of my expectations of them and kind of right. sometimes dial them back. I do. I, I'm not, you know, not joking. I do want to be where my kids are when they are here because yeah. they, they are over me right now. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, so, so I'll make that time and I'm much more <laughs> conscientious of it, but right. I really want to be careful about, you know, you know, I, I you know, maybe on email at nine o'clock at night, but most of them are going to be delayed delivery, right. For my team, mm -hmm. they're going to be like, you know, at nine o'clock in the morning, you're going to get an email or maybe a little bit earlier, but I'm going to try and point use the Microsoft tools to help it yeah. so that I I'm not over setting expectations or overburdening them. Mm -hmm. um, that's based on, my, I based on my crazy schedule <laughs> yeah yeah i mean at first i was telling my team the same way like hey look you might get email from me on weekend or like don't feel obligated to answer you know um same thing if you email me unless you're like hey this is urgent uh i might deal. not answer it's tomorrow. Deal, David. if it's not yeah. a deal right <laughs> right right if it's a deal you call me on my cell phone like it's open 24 7 exactly. you know but uh yeah, you know, it's the same thing. And that's something that I've started using a little bit more too, because I was thinking, yeah, you know, they'll probably answer me if I if it's something easy or whatever. But I really want to, because I do have some people that are old fashioned and, you know, they're maybe consultants to do the, and they're kind of more nine to five straight people. So it's okay. like, okay, I'm going to be cognizant of that. And I'll start doing some of the, the, you know, scheduled sends and stuff like that. Yeah, I just again, to me, it's like my team's going to work really hard, and you know, you know, um, you know, our common friend Amber. Well, if I email her, she's going to try and respond right away. So I want to, yeah. I want to give her, I want to give my team a little bit of a, you know, we give them boundaries, but I want to make sure that I'm trying to. Yeah. You yeah. know, my inches over, like don't impede their like. Right, right, right. Amber, if you're out here. This might be a good area to clip. So uh, <laughs> let's, uh, we, we do have to start getting wrapped up. But, yep. uh, two more topics I want to hit with you real quick. And, you know, your VP, your family, you know, you have a lot going on as most of us do right now during the pandemic. How is it working in a fast-growing tech environment? Well, I've gotten used to it. So I have been here, like I said, almost um, just over eight years. And and we've had double-digit growth every year since I've been here. Mm -hmm. And it's been an evolution. I often, you know, will be heard saying, well, we, we're still building the plane in the air. I'd say yeah. most of that building was done in the first, you know, set of years of really trying to find programs that that worked that helped our partners grow because that's my that's my role that's my team's role to work with our partners to help to, right. to grow the business 
So I think that um, the things that I've loved about a fast-growing tech environment, one is the technology itself, right? It's always evolving. Um, we do four releases a year, which means that there's enhancements in and that alone kind of tells you the pace that we move at. So four times a year, we're going to deliver some great technology to an organization that they can opt into, that they can they have enhancements that come with that. That pace in the software um, is supported by the growth of the business, by the growth of our partners. So the one luxury that I'll have is this ability to kind of to, to build it, right? To be right. able to you know, solve problems, to be able to come up with creative solutions, to um, be in a business that literally has just exploded. And, and with and now the trajectory is the same level of growth over the next four years. Um, it's, it's really fast paced. No day is the same. Um, we have good, we have a good core of what needs to be done. Yeah. And there's always a ton of ideas about how we're going to get it done and how we're going to do more. It's um, it's it's interesting. <laughs> it's always good when you have a great team like yeah. that. Like my team, I don't have any slackers, uh, yeah. which I think is rare for a lot of teams out there. Because usually you're like, you have at least one or two people that are like, eh, maybe. My team that I manage for the Northeast and the East Coast, um, you know, they're, they're solid people and they're professional. And the one thing that I, I really stress to my team, especially consulting people, professional services type people, is don't think so transactional. Don't think so black and white. You know, a lot of times I'm going to come to you or the sales rep will come to you and we need creativity, you know, as far yeah. as uh, creating a solution set for a customer so that we can sell a deal. And, mm -hmm. you know, I've kind of gave them the keys to the kingdom, like be creative, you know, we have boundaries of what we want to do, you know, whether it's budgets, timeline, whatever, but help find those solutions. And I think my team has really embraced that. And I have a really rock solid team that I'm able to count on. I mean, they're, they're professionals. I don't have to babysit them or hold their hands. Yeah. And, and that's, that's always really nice. I think being a, manager having a team like that it, it takes a lot of that stress off me because it's not like oh my god i gotta go follow up on this again you know yeah it sounds I like you're, you're having deal. that same yeah no it's a big deal and you mentioned it it's the east coast in us that really just yeah. keeps us driven and that's why that's, our teams are so amazing <laughs> yeah 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 definitely definitely that's why it was so easy for me to sell out there in la insane <laughs> i'm throwing it out there I'm kidding. The kidding. So, work, work ethic that keeps yeah. us going every day. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I mean, I, you know, like I think you look at your team and you try and embrace their their um, their skills, right? And mm -hmm. empower the things where they their strengths are, and you know, in the output when you when you're able to do that is just amazing, right? Like, and and you mm -hmm. let them, like you said, be creative, be. Um, you know, critical thinkers, whatever it is, it's really fun to see them and evolve as, I, I'd say, professional individuals, right? Because it is a work relationship. But yep. I, I, you know, talk to my team often and, and, and or be like, you know, when you're interacting, you know, you're offering solutions to customers and partners. But don't forget, like in this role, like take something mm -hmm. for yourself, right? Think about how you're going to develop 
as you move forward. And I think that the output of that is that creativity, right? Is being able to kind of look for a place that you can be an expert, look for a place that you're going to develop yourself and bring mm -hmm. that to the team and, and add that creativity. So it's pretty fun to have a team that, um, that likes that, that, that yeah. you know, picks some things and really goes deep and contributes all day long. Yeah, yeah. So very last question, we'll get a, a short answer in this one because we are pretty much out of time, is, you know, technology. Yeah. You are, we're in a fast moving environment to where it's like we're learning about a product that's brand new, but, you know, the next revision of it's already like almost ready to come out and things are constantly changing. So, I mean, I really think that, that people like you, people like me, you know, you really have to love technology to really yep. embrace it because it's easy to get overwhelmed, don't you think? Yeah, and I think, you know, you asked a question a minute ago as you were talking that I'm thinking is part of this is that I think in today's technology world, you need to be like adaptive change. So yeah. that's part of what, you know, what I learned being here and and that ability to adapt or accept change as normal is part of what helped us, you know, helped us grow as an organization, but the technology is changing. And I looked down at my watch to say, you know, our R2 will be out next week, I believe. It's, <laughs> it's the middle month, the middle month, the middle week in the month. Yeah. And we'll have some new things to, you know, to provide solutions for our customers. But that, you know, change is inevitable and, and look at your everyday, right? There's a new mm -hmm. app for everything. There's stuff that's happening. You know, my kids are, I'm a technologist and my kids there, are more technology. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to add, there's an app for shark bite biz on the Android okay. store. Make sure you download it. Perfect. Okay. All right. Exactly. Yeah. So, so, you know, I feel like the, you know, the, maybe all of my experiences here of what kind of have taught me to be more accessible to change, but change is inevitable in today more than ever. Technology is empowering change, right? Technology yeah. is you look at your phone for your health records. You look at your phone to order food that's going to be delivered. It's yeah. technology is empowering all of it. And, um, and change is the in, in adapting to that technology, whatever it is, I think is a critical component of of life today, right? Like so business, my, life, work, all of it. My Uber Eats weight gain over the pandemic, I can blame that <laughs> on technology. That's what I just heard. <laughs> well, that, but I think the other thing is, if I've been doing like Zoom classes at home, it's oh, been amazing. Yeah. So you get a balance of both. You, you get to as much as you want and then work out at home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, hey, Nancy, this has been amazing. Uh, how can all of our fans out there get in touch with you? And sure. if you have anything you want to mention about Sage Impact, I, I'd say go ahead. Yeah, no, I so so number one, you can get in touch with me. It's nancy.sperry at sage.com. Um, so pretty easy to, you know, spell out S-P-E-R-R-Y. Yep. Um, you know, Sage Intact, it's a, it's a great solution. I, I said it a few minutes ago. It's a great product that solves great, you know, problems for our customers, right? And we have raving customers and and great partners that we work with. So um, we want to we want to solve a problem that is real for you. But if we're not a fit, we don't want to we don't want to be, you know, we're not going to pretend that we can help you. So it's I think one there's big a, waste of time if you if yeah. you do. That's something I've learned. And you want to you want to and again, I'm I'm fortunate to be standing in 
front of a product, as I say, because I always did a demo, so the product would be behind me, but yeah, I yeah, get yeah. in front of a product that is a great product with a great team and a great company that um, is helping businesses kind of around the world. It's it's a fun rocket ship. Yeah, yeah. Hey, <laughs> no, it's great. Thank you so much for coming on. And you were nervous. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's such a big stage here. So yes, I can it's fantastic. <laughs> hey, thank you again, Nancy. This has been fabulous. Uh, maybe later this year, early next year, definitely get you back on so we can talk about how the industry business has kind of evolved. Yeah, you know, after great. the pandemic. Hopefully, it's yeah. over by then. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, fingers crossed, right? Fingers crossed. And, and vaccinations. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. Cheers. Wow, such an amazing interview with Nancy Wright. First, you all know the routine. If you found this interview helpful, if it sparked those warm and fuzzies, do me a favor, smash that like button, smash that subscribe button, hit the follow button. If you're on something like Spotify or iTunes or wherever you're at, just make sure you stay in touch with the show. We bring you two amazing experts each and every week, just like Nancy, uh, giving you all the knowledge we can to help you grow personally, to grow professionally, and most importantly, to be able to grow your business. Now, if you really found this interview helpful, do us a solid. Share this out. Share this to your network. Get it out there on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, wherever you find yourself on the interwebs. Share this out there. I would love nothing more than Nancy Speary, than Sage Intact, Vision 33, and Shark Bite Biz to be trending. Help us. Now, let's get back to our rock star guest, Nancy. Awesome, awesome, awesome story. What an interview, right? I've got to say, though, having such a large family like she does, that that's insane. That is so crazy. And it's a story that you don't hear as often anymore. I mean, I was t saying that um, and it reminded me a lot about my grandfather, and his experience growing up as well, too. And it's very, I would say, unique these days to have families that are that large, um, you know, if you do, you're probably going to be on some TLC reality TV show. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it is what it is. And it it really, I think, pushed Nancy and formed Nancy to be the superstar that she is today. It's really character building when you have that many siblings and you're just competing against all of them nonstop. It, it's just 24-7 competition to be the best at this to be the best of that and when you have that happen at such a young age it really does you know formulate who your character is and i really think that it's rubbed off you know not just on her but it rubbed off on her siblings too because she was rattling off their you know the types of jobs that they're doing and how they're all successful as well, too. So that's pretty cool. I guess we, we should probably give a shout out to Nancy's parents for doing such an amazing job. So uh, that's a really good story. And I love hearing that. I love people hearing this type of stuff because, you know, some people, I guess you could say they're, they're born a leader. You know, you still have to work for it towards your, your life. 
you know, you still have to go down the right paths. You still have to uh, make the right decisions. You still have to have your trials and tribulations and all the stuff that makes someone an amazing leader. But hearing these type of origin stories, it, it's really cool because it kind of makes everything make sense. It really helps us understand, you know, who she is and where she's coming from. So something we've always said is that you think you know what cloud is, but your knowledge, it's really just scratching the surface. The cloud is something that is evolving extremely rapid, especially with all the extra development right now due to COVID. But like Nancy says, the cloud essentially takes Fortune 50, not Fortune 500, Fortune 50 enterprise level technology and makes it available to everybody. So that when we say everybody, we're talking, you know, a mom and pop shop, one, two, three users. You can get Fortune 50 technology with the power of the cloud because of the way that it's able to, to scale, uh, you know, and, and allow multiple people basically kind of share the cost of that environment. So it, it's pretty cool because that's how they, Nancy's platform, Sage Intact, runs it. And if you think about all the high-end servers that are needed to run a platform like that, you know, to do the uh, AI, business intelligence, to pull some of these detailed analytics and really complex algorithms and stuff, one company doing it alone, especially if you're, you know, maybe a $5 million a year revenue business, I mean, that's pretty expensive. It's not worth it for you to go out and, I mean, it's worth it, but it's really too much of an expense for you to go out there and do that yourself. But what the power of the cloud does is it really allows you to be able to do that at a cost-effective level and you know something that's also really cool about that is that upgrades you know upgrades are usually part of what this cloud technology is anymore and you know having to upgrade is almost like a thing of the past that's one i think annoyance that when you get into software programs you know most people come to me because they've outgrown their current solution you know there's so many additions behind the the technology has not evolved as their business has evolved or as the business climate has evolved it has just hasn't kept up and basically the beauty of the cloud is that you wake up one morning you log on through your browser and bing bang boom you have all these brand new functions and features and functionality that didn't exist the day before. They just went through a major upgrade and now you have all this extra cool stuff that may be critical for businesses at that point of time. And that I think is huge because cloud companies, they, you know, they need to have that incentive there. They need to make sure that their solution is always giving, you know, a valid value and functionality so that your business can continue to grow using their platform. So, you know, it's kind of like when you sign up with a cloud service, they're dangling that carrot out in front of you because they want you to stay with them. 
forever and ever and keep paying those subscription costs. So having those things like the upgrades and new services, it, it's pretty cool. And it's cool that you get that as part of the package deal that you're you're getting with them. Lastly, I love talking about the whole work-life balance stuff during the pandemic and finding out the secrets to success, as I call them. You know, because people like Nancy, you know, those super successful people, um, you know, hearing how they're handling things, especially when they're workaholics like her, um, you know, I, I'm a workaholic, too. I mean, a lot of us are. It's like we're always on work mode all the time, especially during the pandemic, where I think the lines between work and play have been really blurred. So I, I think one of the things that stuck out to me during this segment there with her was just kind of making sure that we use the technology out there. And this is something that I should probably get better at myself. But like she said, using the delayed send with Microsoft, for example. So that way, if she writes an email at midnight, it won't be delivering until 9, 10 a.m. the next morning during, you know, more normal work hours. I think using that, it should be more commonplace. I'm guilty of not using it myself. You know, I'm thinking like, oh, crap, I just sent an email last night on a Friday night at, uh, you know, 1030 at night. Wasn't that urgent, but it's something that I needed to write the email for so that I wouldn't forget, um, you know, because it is time essence urgent, but it's not urgent like I needed an answer from someone Friday night. I easily should have done a delayed send on that so that it's sent it first thing Monday morning. Um, and that way then, you know, it's just not piling up in their inbox. There's things like that. I think we as a society just have to be a little bit more conscious of as we're continuing with the work from home life and just trying to get that work life balance because of this digital edge of everything being in the cloud and you being able to work from anywhere you know you just gotta try to figure it out then try to use those tools that are available to the max so remember reach out to nancy reach out to me if you want more information as far as the sage intact goes you all know my day job I'm with Vision 33. We do specialize in Sage Intact, and we are partners with both Nancy and Sage. So we're all experts as far as this solution goes. So please reach out to Nancy, reach out to me. Either of us will definitely help you. So question of the day, have you migrated to the cloud? If so, leave a comment on YouTube. I'd love to hear your stories of going from an on-prem system to a cloud-based solution. I'm sure there were hiccups, but I wanna hear if you think it's worth it. Lastly, do you wanna be on the show? If you wanna be a guest just like Nancy was, and just like Soledad O'Brien will be in our next episode, shoot an email to interviews at sharkbitebiz.com. I'd love to have every single person out there on this show. Lastly, just don't forget, Join the channel, $3 a month, you can become a baby shark or go to deadhousecoffee.com, use code SHARK, get 20% off your purchase and help this show grow. Once again, I'm David Strausser, this is Shark Bite Biz, we'll see you all next episode. Cheers. Cheers. 
Thank you for listening to Shark Bite Biz. We hope you got some insightful info from this podcast. Be sure to subscribe to us through your favorite podcast app and visit us on the web at www.sharkbitebiz.com. How has business changed for you in the 20s? Email us at podcast at sharkbitebiz.com so you can join us and share your story. 